Blah, 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 blah,
Joel Embiid during that game was a uh, probable. He had gastroenteritis. And uh, so they uh, the three quotes that summed up this game for me uh, from the press conference, they asked Joel about that, how he was feeling before the game, and he said, well, if you've ever had the shits, you know how it felt. <laughs> then they asked the coach about the play of Jimmy Butler, who once again showed up and uh, was playoff Jimmy uh, exactly uh, uh, who we played. Hey, hold up. I remember that trade before all that, but I'm not going to – we'll save that for another time because you – oh, my God, why would we trade? I you love T.J. McConnell. I love this and that. I, I'm telling you, we would not have won that game with the team we had with uh, with Robert Covington and Dario Sarge, uh, and uh, we won it with Jimmy Butler. And playoff Jimmy is worth – uh, worth all of it. He is, he is uh, Enjoy great. Enjoy it, man. It's his last stand in Philly. Enjoy it. Yeah, right. So they uh, so the co- they asked coach about it, and uh, Coach Brett Brown says that was James Butler. He was the uh, he was a man in that the man in that gym. And then uh, they asked uh, Jimmy Butler about that, and they said uh, coach said uh, coach said that was James Butler. He was the man in the gym. And Jimmy Butler said that's funny. My name's not James. It's literally Jimmy. <laughs> and uh, so that's that was my uh, summing up for the. That's why I love following this team, man. It is nothing uh, nothing quite like the Sixers out there right now. But we are uh, we are going to look back at uh, at the NFL draft, uh, the football. Uh, well, here. we sure had to get Philly Sixes somehow. I had to get it way. in. You know, oh I wasn't going to get the I hat let, on. I can't believe I sat here. I'm sorry, audience. I'm sorry to you. I let that go the whole freaking time. Well, he caught me. He caught me though. He did. I got him. I just uh, got right past him on it. I knew. Uh, I knew I could get it in, slip it into the show here in the beginning. Because this is uh, our look back at the NFL draft. It is our sort of draft special part two, Guru. The grades, man. Yeah, man. And this is the uh, how we look back and see how everybody did in the draft uh, on this one, and uh, and you guys were, were pretty close. We got the almanac with us again. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull him up. Uh, almanac, can you hear me, man? Are you with us? There, I'm here. There he is. I knew we get him. Uh, <laughs> Guru, I uh, I I, uh, I wanted to ask you about this about this uh, draft. Looking back, we're gonna review your picks. We're gonna look how everyone did. We're gonna find out who won. We're gonna find out who lost. The sleeper picks. I know uh, you love the GM season uh, in here. Oh, you love man, the, the, the front old, office. This is the climax. This is the bust in the nut. This is the conclusion. This is the ah. I know you almost like this oh, better the than the G- games. Oh my goodness, man! I look for see. I look at the game to get ready for the off season for the GM season. So. I was excited, man. I was excited. And honestly, and I don't think anyone was horrible, you know, in this draft. Oh, I disagree. There was some, there was some questionable, and there's TBC, you know, or TBD, mm-hmm. whichever method. But I wouldn't necessarily said there was, you know, horrendous draft picks. There was very highly, highly questionable. I'm sorry. You know, I don't want to plug, you know, the Disney Channel, but it was some highly questionable draft choices. There really were some, uh, some that I, you know, I don't even follow this uh, a lot. I don't follow it like you guys do, but there were some when they announced the pick and I went, really? (laughs) Really? Uh, Now, there were some that went, it went uh, kind of, kind of chalk for a few rounds there and then uh, and then the, the Raiders went off the board uh which we'll get to I'm sure as we do this so this was a surprising quarterback draft the uh once again even though it was a d-line heavy draft there were a lot of uh, quarterback moves in this one uh before we get started I just want to ask you guys what you thought of the draft uh just in, in general Guru, what were your thoughts on watching this uh this draft go down this time just like anything else you can see the most important position in basically professional sports in America is quarterback you know, it's finding a franchise quarterback. So you would do anything in your mercy you you can, like some team do, to get a quarterback. You might be the worst team to get one. You might trade up and uh, 
get one or reach for one, or you might just sit back and get one. So either way, what I notice is the importance of the most valuable position in all of American sport. And secondly, that comes with that is the people that actually go hurt the most valuable thing right. in the world. <laughs> you know, right. If, like, that's the, if that's the most valuable position, you need a dude that's going to go chase get, him. Chase him. So the best guy in the world that could chase him is also <laughs> highly covered, and that's what this draft had. They got a bunch of guys that could chase the most, <laughs> the most important job in American sport, and that's what I noticed in this NFL draft. Yeah, you're you're right, man. There was uh in the in the top ten, it was all like uh, quarterbacks and defense, except uh, except one tight end. Top, Hawkinson are, made his way in. Yeah, that's, some, his, that's a special anomaly. That's an anomaly. That's, yeah, that's one of those guys that's gonna uh, make a difference over, over on there as well. But uh, what about you, Almanac? Did you see any uh, notice any themes of this one? Yeah, the kind of theme that I kind of noticed was it was like like he said, like Guru said, if it wasn't quarterback, it was. Mostly, you know, most teams are mostly focuses on solidifying those the lines, like the offensive line or the defensive line, because, uh, like we said, it was only one pass catcher drafted in the whole first round, and he was drafted at like you know what number thirty one to kill Henry to the Patriots, and no corner only with one corner went in the first round. So, so the the wide receivers and cornerbacks, it seems to me that either they thought it was a lot of good depth in the second the later rounds and they could wait on that position or to me it was more important for teams to make sure they solidify those front lines the offensive lines and the defensive lines so that's kind of something that i kind of noticed i was kind of surprised that that the corners and wide receivers you know drop to the second day like that see i think that stance in the nfl is 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 just drawing dude i think it's very simplistic and i think the great uh, gms and the great front office are seeing what's exactly is happening all right you have to get the most important player which is the franchise quarterback if you don't have that all right if you do have that it's a pecking order then the most important next thing is to protect that person Right? That's the next thing you do. And then the third thing you do, just like, you know who did this perfectly? Um, my man Chris Ballard from the Colts. You know, you already had a franchise quarterback, which they had, right? So the next thing you yeah. do, you protect that franchise quarterback. And then you know what you do after that? You will get guys that could get the other team's franchise quarterback. That's how you develop, and that's how a team exists in this new age of football. That's why you're going to see the, the, the major of onset of D-line linemen uh, as far as pass rusher and edge rushers uh, in the next couple of years in the NFL. And that's also going to diminish the value of corners because at the end of the day, if you have guys that could get to the quarterback, then you don't need a great corner. Does that kind of make sense? It also, yeah. it also yeah. seems that a, a lot of those other positions are becoming a little more interchangeable. The, uh, the uh, wide receiver positions, yeah. the running back positions there. Uh, Safety. The safety positions, yeah, the uh, the sort of the the running positions, if you will, the the outside. Uh, it's it's not you got to have the guys that can do it, but they're not they're not the focus of the league right now, especially the, the running backs. And, and that's the this is the effect of that rule change as far as they're hitting. This is the, the years and years of that. This is the ultimate effect because it's a different type of athletes that's out there now. The speed guys, the space guys, because you don't have to get physical no more, it's more of an agility. So, yes, that's why it's so valuable to get the big guys because the rules changes didn't affect the big guys. It affected the skill guys. 
That's why you see that's happening. But as the big guys now, you get the big, strong guys that could get to the quarterback, That or you got guys that could protect you from those guys getting to the quarterback, you are always going to be successful and be a tough-tier team in this National Football League. Well, let's talk about that position. Let's talk about those quarterbacks, then, Guru, because the uh, the number one pick in the draft, to uh, to nobody's surprise, was uh, uh, was uh, Kyler Murray to Arizona, uh, a, a starting quarterback. Their second quarterback uh, pick in two years. They picked uh, what they picked second last year. Yeah, and they picked tenth. Tenth, but they still they got Rosen, who was then traded uh, to Miami for for peanuts almost uh, this year. Uh, at, but Kyler was the first quarterback. Uh, we saw salted peanuts. Yeah, right. At least they're not bad peanuts. They're pretty good. Uh, the uh, we saw Kyler go number one. We saw the Giants have the big question here, and uh, this was a, a big a big choice. They went with Jones over Haskins. So Haskins fell to uh, to. DC gonna uh, your boys pick him up this year. Ooh-wee. We saw uh, we saw Rose of course go to Miami and we saw uh, Drew Locke uh, find his way to John Elway in Denver. So uh, my <laughs> condolences to Drew Locke by the way. Uh, you had yeah. you had a good run. Uh, buddy. Uh, the almanac will like that pick. He made that pick. <laughs> he did. did. Was that one of yours? Did you have that one? Yeah, now? he made that pick. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so let's uh, let's talk about the quarterbacks. Uh, uh, any of these picks surprise you? I mean, the Giants pick seemed to be the big shocker here. Jones over Haskins. Absolutely, absolutely. The thing about it is, I like Jones. Okay, so I'm not looking at this, the 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 picking of Jones specifically. I like Jones. I think that's a great pick. I have him as a first round grade. You know, even when we did our mock draft, I like the guy. I like the kid. But the thing about having a draft. It's about value. The great GMs, the great front office, it's about value. You know, when it comes to value, you could get Jones in a later situation. You know, you could always get him. That. That's what it, when it said value of the draft. You don't necessarily have to get him at six. Even though you love him, you want him, you don't have to do that Mitch Trubisky, like what Ryan Pace did over there in Chicago um, a couple years ago. You don't need to. The way the draft was coming to you, you don't easily if you'd have been patient, because the draft was coming towards him. You, this is a D-line reach draft. We're talking about in the NFC East, you got a franchise quarterback in Carson Wentz. You have a franchise quarterback in um, Dak Prescott, right? You know, And now, obviously, the, you knew the Redskins were looking for a franchise quarterback, obviously. so Well, they let one go. And in a sense, what did I tell you? If you don't have a fran- – but they believe they have a franchise quarterback – they did a free agency and did some O-line. So what everybody expected with the process is you get a D-line to chase the other team's franchise quarterback, which they didn't do, especially in a draft that was so rich in D-line talent. They went with that quarterback. That was the lack of value. Well, we should note here, looking back, both you guys had the Giants taking defensive players. Uh, Guru, you had him taking Gary. Uh, Almanac, you had him taking Oliver as, as the quarterbacks anyway. But, uh, yeah, it, this was, the pick itself, uh, he, he kind of fits Gettleman. Uh, I think Gettleman was confused because he looks like Eli Manning, and I, I think it was like, that's got to be the guy. He's going to fit perfectly right over there in the picture. He's going to be perfect. Uh, but, uh, but I, I, you know, it's not – I, I would have taken Haskins. I thought he was, he was the guy that would go. Uh, but Jones, again, the question is why take him so early? That's not – that now you, I mean, you could have had him later. You could have traded down for that. You could have picked up a second rounder and gotten another defensive player. You could have, you know, you don't gotta go. You don't gotta. You don't gotta blow hey. the load for fucking Daniel hey. Jones. Hey, make John Elway look good with that Drew Luck yeah. situation. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there might be a role change in the call out. Shout out, baby. 
John Elwick got replaced for Dave Gettleman, baby. Oh, man, jump in here. What, what Did this pick surprise you? Yeah, it, it, it actually did surprise me. But um, if they believe, I disagree with kind of with, with y'all, what you guys are saying, but I don't think so, man. Guy, but, but if if I'm a GM and I believe oh, yeah, that this guy's my franchise quarterback, then I'm just I'm going to take him with with that number six. I'm not going to risk it that he that he's gone or some team could trade up for him. If I believe in my heart that this guy, you know, he's going to lead my franchise to Super Bowls, then I'm not going to take a chance to draft him ten spots later. I'm going to go ahead and draft him there at is- number six. There is some sense to that because if you if if your scouting department prizes him higher than the media, maybe somebody else's does too. Uh, I so I, I hear what you're saying and I understand your logic, Almanac. But uh, but we're talking about Daniel Jones at a Duke, and uh, and I don't think that he's going anywhere. Now he, may, I don't either. you know, like I, I but I hear what you're saying. So this is a big bet for Gettleman here. This is uh, Guru. You got your eye on him already for uh, for. Uh, for the call outs and, and hey, shout outs. Hey, I see what you're saying. Oh my God, the heck out I, of I see what you're saying, Almanac. I get it. If you want the guy, this is the guy. But the thing is, though, there's a, there's a, this is, it's not as black and white as that because we already know Dave Gettleman says Eli Manning is going to be the starter. So obviously, you're picking a value pick, which just diminishes right. your value. Now it's like buying a car now instead of buying a house. It's a, when you buy a franchise, you're buying the house. What they did is just bought a car. So as soon as you put, turn that, you sign your name and send that check, it's diminished value. In a house now, that increases value. Major difference. I do look forward to Jones uh, ending up like backing up uh, 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 Brady in, in a year or two and then somehow taking over for the Patriots and winning a Super Bowl up there. You know, like that's that's the way this will end up going is that he'll bomb out and New crazy, York and, 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 win it, and, what, and win it elsewhere. And, and it'll be the end of Dave Gettleman. Well, it'll be the end of Dave Gettleman if he bombs out in New York. <laughs> it won't matter where he shows up anywhere else. It might be it might be the 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 uh, the. The, 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 the rebirth of Gettleman there. <laughs> so then the next question becomes, uh, uh, Kyler Murray, we knew he was going to Arizona. That's uh, that's a pick. Uh, that's uh, their new coach, Cliff uh, Klingberry, is going to run that sort of offense. That left Rosen sort of out in the breeze, uh, and they failed to trade him before the draft, uh, had at a time both of these guys on their roster, and ended up trading him to Miami for less than you would think than, than he was worth. So... How does this one look to you, uh, uh, Almanac? What did you think of uh, of the uh, uh, of of this move with Josh Rosen going uh, going to Miami? I, I thought it was a home run for Miami, a no brainer. Yeah, I, mean, well, I, got, I, I agree with that. Let's let's get that right off the bat. Miami, we said yeah. last week they were the only team without a starting quarterback uh, in the NFL, and uh, and they got one. It's a low risk, all all reward. You know, all the guys owed only six million for. Three more years on this contract, so yeah, I mean, Arizona's that's, that's picking up. He, he's taking the cap hit on Arizona as well. Uh, yeah. So how did they screw this up so bad, Guru? How did uh, you're the front office watcher? How did how did they not trade him easy, before? Because it easy. seems like low value. You see, the worst GM in the NFL is Dave Gettleman. The second worst GM in the NFL is Steve Kim. It's just just what they. It's just that's what they do because they don't know what the hell they're doing. Obviously. This is a no-brainer. Don't outsmart yourself, okay? Don't outsmart yourself. We knew when you have Cliff Kingsbury, new quarterback, new I mean, new coach, new quarterback. It just makes sense, all right? 
and he fits your system. This dude already had on record saying if he had the first pick in the NFL draft, I would draft Kyler Murray. Yeah. This was set in stone, dude. Don't overthink it. Don't overanalyze it. Take it when the, the stove is hot. Hey, Josh Rosen, there was a couple of teams that would have guaranteed those big teams that would give him a second-round pick early. Boom. Trade this dude, move on, sign your arm, Kyler Murray, and stop all the shenanigans, man. And that's just a terrible GM move. The whole the way they handle it, it was just ugly, man. It was just a terrible, terrible front office situation and front office handle, man. Oh, man, yep. you, uh, you agree with this? Just uh, not a good look? Yeah, I agree. He definitely overplayed his hand, and he ended up having to settle for less than what he would have if he would have initially went on the trade. They got they got Miami's second round pick uh, in this. And, the uh, last like the set. The, the, Miami, yeah, the, the sixty the sixty Miami second overall. Down, my, yeah, my, Miami played a game with them because Miami had like a, it was like the forty something pick right, and then they traded yep. down to go to the sixty seven because they knew they had that leverage and be like, hey, here you go. Basically, and they got another Miami traded down and acquired another pick. Yeah. So, and then, so basically, they got a second round pick next year, and they ended up. The one that they lost gave up for Rose, and they get it back next year. So Miami played it brilliantly. So let's step out from the draft for a second, and let me while we're on it, let me just ask you, Guru, uh, do you like Rosen in Miami? Is this a was this what does this do for them? I love him in Miami. I think he's a warm weather quarterback, and um, he's he's going to play eight games in a in a warm weather um, place. And Miami is going to be defensive minded, so I I kind of love him, man. I think he's a fresh start, and, and, and look, man. Look at this guy from L.A. to South Beach, man. Like, come on, man. Who has a – he got oh, – I said from L.A. For, from L.A. to Arizona to South Beach. Duh, he needs to be in a warm-weather climate. This lucky son of a gun, man. All right, now let's get into this one because I know this is the one you want to talk about anyway. Uh, you've been you've, – I've been, I've been putting it off as long as I can. I see you itching for it. You want to talk about <laughs> Haskins, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the Haskins pick uh, for Dead your – to the Redskins. Washington Hail Redskins. victory. That's what I'm talking about, baby. That's what I'm talking about. You were saying after years of terrible decisions in GMing, this one gives you faith and you're looking back at the skins as if this is a it's your team again now. You're, you're Man, didn't you see what I did? That little email I slide over there to the Redskins organization. This is what you should do right here, right now. <laughs> that was, this was you. you know, I told you I'm not going to take credit for it, Danny Snyder. This is anonymous, man. You sent them the email that was like, listen. Anonymous, dog, but this is what you're finna do right now. Listen, if Gettleman fucks everything up, you take Haskins. Nah, nah, this is what I'm saying. I'm gonna charge Gettleman for that. I'm gonna charge you if you wanna need some consultant, man. The guru's out there, Dave. Well, this is a great pick for uh, a pickup for, for DC, who were uh, heading into the season with Case Keenum as their quarterback. Uh, he'll probably start some games. Uh, what do you think? What do they Does this set up the controversy? You start Keenum? What do you do with Va- it? Value pick, man. There's no controversy over there, man. There's no controversy. This is what we got to do. I like exactly what the Jets did with the Sam Donald situation. We play this guy in the four preseason game, and if he shows any inclination that of any type of competency that he could play the quarterback position. He could walk and throw the ball and spit and talk without throwing an INT, you know, every three passes. Then, yes, I think he should be the quarterback. Because, honestly, as a Redskins fan, I think or we should all have that mindset like me right now. Because I think majority of us should have this mindset. This is a dawn year. This is a die year. You know what I'm saying? This is one of them years we know what it is going to be. 
You know, we know what it is. We know when they're rebuilding you. We know it's the last year of Jay Gruden. So it's just one of those situations. Let's just get the kid out there. You're in the division with the Eagles and the Cowboys. Yeah, get the kid out there. Let's get his bumping bruises. Let him get some toughness and build some characters and get our culture built from him. What do you think of this uh, this pickup for, for D.C., Almanac? You like this one? Yeah, I agree. I mean, they just let the draft fall to him, you know. Yeah, this is a lucky pick, man. Draft, oh, lucky pick. Yeah. I love their first two picks, actually. You know, so Redskins got they. I called the Guru that night and told him the Redskins had the, the best draft on day one to me. So, well, you know what? Let's get uh, let's get right to that. Uh, we could talk about Drew Luck in Denver another time because I don't think it matters. They got uh, they got Joe Flacco is their guy up there. Uh, Play your uh, Flacco, baby. That's right. Uh, I feel I I feel bad for the people of uh, Jimmy of, Butler of football Denver that LA is <laughs> Jimmy what. <laughs> So let's uh, let's talk about who won the draft because this is always the question every year. Uh, who had the best drafts uh, out there? Who had the best strategies? Uh, some teams were moving around. Some teams were taking uh, players to fill holes. Some were building for the future. Uh, it seemed like the uh, the Seahawks were just uh, trading assets uh, and uh, and 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 uh, filling uh, filling gaps deep uh, deep picks on theirs. They they took. I, I gotta tell you, I was impressed with this. They took four picks in Frank Clark and turned it into ten picks in this draft. Man, and, a, and some to bank. John Schneider is the hustler, man. That's, that's some Sam Hinky shit, dude, that man. That's brilliant. Hustling. All do hey, every draft day he's hustling, hustling, hustling. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so Almanac, you think the Redskins had the best draft here? This is uh, they win this one this year? No, I, I thought they had the best, you know, first day the first, the first, as far as the first okay. round pick. But to me, I had a few teams that I was impressed by a lot of teams draft, actually. But I got a couple standouts, in my opinion. Um, first, uh, I like I like Buffalo draft, you know, getting uh, Ed Oliver uh, falling to him, letting him fall. I thought he was the most. I thought that was a lucky pickup for them, too, that he fell down to, to Buffalo. Yeah, and the Cody Ford pick, the offensive lineman from uh, Oklahoma, very versatile, can play each, each tackle, can play guard also. Um, I thought that, I thought that was a great pick. I love the uh, the New England Patriots, man. I thought they just knocked it out the park. Uh, so I thought they hit their first four picks in a row. Um, the Patriots had a great draft. Uh, I think Denver had a great draft, and Jacksonville also. You know, Jacksonville as far as letting Josh Allen fall right to them in their hands. I thought he was one of the top two, three or four prospects in the draft as well. And 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 their second round pick as well, getting the, the offensive tackle Jawan Taylor from Florida. A lot of teams had him going in the top fifteen, and they ended up getting him in the thirties without having to trade. So um, those are a couple of my standouts: uh, Buffalo, Jacksonville, uh, New England. Oh, I also like what Arizona did too, um, getting Kyler, and and they drafted a lot of weapons, a trio of wide receivers for him. I'm a little worried they didn't attack the offensive line. I think they took a couple late but um i thought i like what arizona did as well so um those are a few of my guys my standout drafts what about you guru which of the franchises impressed you oh man i got a couple of them that i was really 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 impressed with man i love my guy i think my guy over there chris ballard with the colts they always do an outstanding job and, and there's three sets like we mentioned earlier as far as the draft if you have a franchise quarterback what you do is you get uh, uh, for, you, the next step is protecting the franchise. After you protect, which they did last year draft, this year now is you getting guys to go attack other teams' franchise quarterback. 
that's what you do. And they went straight defense the entire draft. I was very impressed. Got some D linemen. Yeah, they didn't have a uh, they didn't have a first round pick this year. The Colts. Oh no, no, they didn't have no first round pick. But I was very impressed as far as far as the defensive uh, mindset. Uh, they have a specific type of skill set, type of skill players they have to fit their system. They're looking for speed, 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 long arms, long range, and speed. And and they did a very good job. Chris Ballard is always he's a he's you know one of the top five GMs in the league. So another team that I love what they did was the Eagles. I thought the Eagles did an outstanding job. Um, I thought with the draft of Andre Dillard in the first round, they needed offensive line. Jason Peters can't play forever, so they have a guy that's going to step in when it when he as much when as he we would like in. him to, yeah, of course. And you know the D line when they were great, when the uh, Eagles were great in the height of obviously the Super Bowl run, the offensive line in my and I told you in the preseason where I thought they were the best offensive line that season. In football. Yeah, you kept saying that all year. That was why they were going to win, was they had the best offensive line. Exactly. And then they also added another run. That was here. Everyone else was talking about the Cowboys. The Cowboys, yeah. exactly. I'm like, ah, oh, no, this offensive line is freaking unreal. And I love how the fact that they obviously they didn't need a they don't have a bunch of needs because they already up their uh, top tier team. So they specifically got guys to plug in and now. So I love the Penn State running back kid. Um, obviously, when you get a, a, a in state in a sense um, type of guys, local we, local guys love and, that. And we know the culture of Penn State. You know the type of uh, guys you're getting from the Big Ten. And ultimately, coming down to the number one team that I believe that had the best draft is the Washington Redskins. Oh, yeah, the Homer. Washington Redskins. Ain't no homer about it, yeah, man. I, I don't even watch the Simpsons, man. I'm a soft park guy, man. So I'm not even no homer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love everything about it, man. I saw his value pick. Dwayne Haskins fell right there on the um, 15th pick. Surprise. Beautiful pick. I thought my, uh, Montez Sweat is a top 10 draft pick. Um, obviously, in the mock draft, I had him going top 10. And we had him uh, in the, towards the end of the first round as far as the defensive end. We also have Terry McLaurin. Um, I love that receiver. I love the speed, guys. And he also got a relationship with um, Haskins. So I look for that so for, for, for that to continue. And I love our sneaky pick over there with Bryce Love. I think he's going to be a very, very productive back, especially the way we use, how we use that type of back. He's going to replace who I believe is Chris Thompson. So he's going to have an outstanding career. I just love the, the – we actually look for guys that actually fit exactly the scheme, the scheme fit, and the guys that actually fit um, uh, the talent. So it was a combination of that. And for the first time in many, 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 many countless years, I could say the Redskins actually showed – direction and show the sense of, you know, to the fan base like myself, hey, we're getting an identity. This is what we're going to do. Basically, we have a plan. I wish I could believe that, but Dan Snyder is still running the show up there, and he will. Thank uh, you. Yeah, yeah he'll <laughs> smash that uh, that plan <laughs> on a whim with his uh, stupidity and narcissism. And mind you, now this is two NFC East foes on the on the uh, right here. It is the Eagles and the Cowboys. So we just want to save that. I have to say that now with a grain of salt. What you guys are saying about my Redskins? Yeah, yeah. I will say that I would love to see the Cowboys <laughs> falter and destroy and and, and burn in fire as well. But at the same time, I, I respect. Beck Jerry Jones in a way that I do not Dan Snyder, and I just don't think. I think it's it's, it's Snyder and, and 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 Dolan are the uh, are, are up there as the worst possible owners, and and I I, I I go back and forth. I don't know which is every now and again I bring on the two minute drill because it frustrates. Who's the worst team to play for? Would it be Snyder or Dolan? No, no, Snyder pays the guys, so you don't want to. You the guys play. 
You come there. You just come there when you're old, man, because he takes you for the rest of your life and the family and the kids' life and the kids' kids' life. Well, now turn this around for me, Guru. Who lost the draft? Which teams? Which teams did you watch? Like, uh, who who did who did the worst this year? Um, there's a couple of teams that really stood out to me. The Oakland Raiders really stood out to what me. What is John Gruden doing? It's, it, it, there was reports coming to the draft that they basically kicked out the whole scouting department, right? Right. So then I basically it was Mike Mayock and John Gruden. Yeah. So basically, this is what Mike Mayock and John Gruden did for as far as the Oakland Raiders scouting department. Hey, this is a, this is a conversation between Mike and John. And, 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 and John. Hey, Mike, we got, a scout, we got a draft coming up, man. And there you go, Mike. Well, John. You know what? I got some players. Let's watch the the 2019 National Championship game. We could just draft all those guys from that. They're winners. John, oh, <laughs> my God. That is genius. That is genius, Mike. That's exactly what the Oakland Raiders did. And big- scene. <laughs> Very nice. Very nicely done. You know, it's funny because I was going to say I could be the scout at the Raiders. That was the one game I saw this year, too. Uh, so I knew the guys there. But I was like, I know these guys. Hey. Uh, I don't do any research. Hey. These are the guys I would pick. That, that's like whoever win the lottery would be like, hey, I'm just going to pick Zion. I'm going to pick uh, right. RJ it's, it's, Barrett. Matter. Just the guys I saw on TV, right? The Raiders, of course, picked uh, uh, Clennon Farrell with the number uh, number four pick. That is a, a surprise pick yeah, uh, coming Clint. in. We didn't have them. We didn't, I don't think we had him in the top ten, either one of you. Uh, that kind of came out of nowhere. Then they took uh, uh, Josh Jacobs, uh, Jonathan Allen, Trayvon Mullen. They just uh, – they just it, – it, They just picked. It, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of the top uh, – I don't have a lot of faith in John Gruden right now either. I don't know what's going on in Oakland. If I were an Oakland fan, I would be concerned. I no, think is why? what I'm saying. No, here. why? You only got one more season. They don't even worry about your problem. No That's more. why I would be concerned. No, because uh, they're going to Vegas, remember? That's true. You know what? Just, <laughs> if you're an Oakland fan, don't worry. You only got one more season and you got to worry about them no more. It's Vegas' problem. <laughs> they're going to do it Sunday. They're walking around with their spikes on and their face painted, looking all sad. I, I just uh, heading down to the road. Yeah, they're about derby. to be a 49ers fans, anyways, man. Shanny and those, Shanny and those boys. Killing it over there in San Fran, man. It's only about 50, it's down the road, man. They could just switch right over, right over to be a 49ers fan. So, Guru's got the Raiders almanac. Who do you got uh, uh, losing this draft? I got two teams. Uh, first was the New York Giants because uh, I thought they totally overreached for um, Daniel Jones. And also the other pick, Dexter Lawrence. I, th- I like Dexter Lawrence as a player, but to me, he's more of a 3 4. Defensive lineman, and I don't, I don't, I don't think the Giants are playing a three-four <laughs> system. I think they're a four-three. So that pick, <laughs> that pick kind of didn't make sense to me. That could be a um, problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, Houston Texans. I thought they reached a little early for um, some guys. The offensive lineman, Titus Howard. He's out of a, a FCS level, Alabama State. Uh, I think they totally reached for him in the first round. Um, also, I think they reached for uh, their other offensive tackle, Matt Shropping. So I don't, I don't really like uh, Houston's draft, and as well as the New York Giants' draft. I think they totally like reached for guys, or either took guys that I don't think fit their system. So for me, those, and I agree with the Guru on the Raiders as well. Like, I mean, like eighty, ninety percent of their whole draft was Clemson and Alabama guys. So, I mean. So then, who surprised you guys? Who are the uh, who are the sleeper picks in here? The ones you didn't see coming, but you're like, you know what? That's a 
that's a sneaky good pick, man. Were there, were there any that they took where you thought that's that's a, actually a sneaky good pick that could that could really pay off? Talking about some players, yeah, man. The the teams. Uh, at, at, oh yeah, I got a I got a few. Uh, all right, my I'll go with my first one, and I'm kind of giving it. I hate to say this because me and the guru play in, in my fantasy league, so he probably gonna try to jack me. But one of my favorite <laughs> picks was David Montgomery, the running back from Iowa State, going to Chicago. Uh, he's a three-down back. I think he's gonna he's gonna be Jordan Howard's replacement. You know, even though they got Tariq Cohen in Chicago, Tariq Cohen. Jordan Howard now playing for the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. Just want to mention that exactly. for you, uh, NFC East guys. Would they uh, would they draft the yeah. offensive line? But go ahead. Uh, uh, Tariq Cohen, he's not a, a every down back. He's more of a you know third down back gadget guy. So I think David Montgomery is going to take over and be that lead back to Chicago, and I think he'll have one of the top uh, years for a rookie. I also like like the Guru said. I like the Bryce Love uh, pick in the fourth round. You know, if he would have came out last year, he probably would have been a late first, early second at second rounder at, at the latest. Um, also, some wide receivers who I like, who I think went to teams that fit them. Paris Campbell going to Indianapolis. You know, he got that four three speed, uh, and all he needs, you can throw little quick passes to him. That's what more of the NFL is becoming. You know, more and more college get the ball out quick. So I like Paris Campbell going to um, Colts on that, on that, you know, that 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 fake surface. So the speed is even more, um, even more, you know, noticeable on the on the dome. And I like Debo Samuel going to the 49ers mm-hmm. from South Carolina. You know, to do it all wide receiver. Yeah, he's a he's a Swiss Army Knight. Stole he can play every position. Uh, and I think Kyle Shanahan is gonna have a have a ball. You know, scheming up some plays for him. And my last one is uh, Justice Hill. You know, going to the Baltimore Ravens, you know, they got Mark Ingram. He's going to be more of the league guy. Justice Hill, he'll, you know, he'll be more of the speed back. And along with Lamar Jackson, I think that that run rush offense can be, you know, pretty scary. So those are some of the guys who I like and the fits that they went to. That's good with me, man. Some sleeper picks in there that I hadn't thought of. Yeah, he got, you know, he got two of my guys I was going to mention. Obviously, I, lo- I love Debo. I love Debo Samuels with Sam Shanahan. I just love his game. I love the way the Shanahan's going to utilize him. Uh, I'm a big Shanahan fan. And obviously being over here and being in the uh, uh, NFC West side of things, we're going to see a bunch of him. And I hate to see him because we better get an inside corner that could handle this kid because he's a flat-out man. He's a man. And 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 don't you call me Homer? You know, call me Homer Simpson. You could call me, you know, South Park, whatever. But I love Bryce Love. I'm sticking with the love, man. You know, the love pick. But uh, but next to that, that I love the receiver we picked up, man. This one receiver I like. I like um, Calvin Harmon from North Carolina State. Yep, man, that is my guy. I'm a big fan of this man. Back to back thousand yard season in the ACC, which is without a quarterback. I mean, he has a good quarterback, an NFL quarterback, and he was the number one receiver, and I think he's a sleeper. I love he He reminds me of that Mohamed Sanu type. He's a tough, he, he makes catches and in, 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 in contested catches. He's not the fastest guy in the world, but when the ball's in the air, man, it's not 50-50 with him, man. It's more like 90-10 with this kid. So I'm a, I am love this kid's talent, man, uh, and that's, that's my ultimate sleeper right there. You know, I'm actually going to say I think uh, one of the sleeper picks in this draft uh, could end up being Daniel Jones. I just it, it has to be thrown out there that such a surprise pick coming out there. And, you know, I wouldn't have taken him. Uh, I've been shitting on him all uh, all uh, all show for the pick. 
But as I think about it, if there's going to be a sleeper in this one, if there's going to be the, the middle finger pick, if there's the one guy, uh, you know, there's two guys in this draft who are, who are, who are a little, uh, a little like, fuck you. And, uh, and one of them is Haskins who had that, who had the fuck you face when he didn't get picked by the giants. It was like, I think the league made a big mistake. Uh, and is, uh, he's got that out to prove something falling down there. Cause that, that cost him some money uh, falling down that far uh, to the to the Redskins from the from the Giants. You can make a lot more money at six than you, <laughs> than you do uh, not at six. Yeah, than you do uh, down there. Uh, so uh, that's there's that one. And I also think that actually uh, uh, Jones himself should have a something to prove chip on his shoulder because everybody being like, who, what. Why you gotta? I would think that he's got to step up. Like, all right, give me the ball. You know, like uh, I, 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 this could end up being the sleeper pick. I'm not betting on it, uh, but I just it has to be said that this would be the surprise of it all. It would be that if he turns out, I think is would be what this draft would be noted for. Like, really? No, and then the worst thing will happen. Then everybody's gonna say Dave Gettleman is the genius of all right. geniuses. Oh God, what are you, yeah. you can't have that happen, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody be shocked. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, guys, we are uh, we are running up on an hour here, getting uh, getting close in time that we want to uh, get out of here for this show, uh, talk about the draft. So, what do you say we uh, we move on to a, a two minute drill and and uh, and and get on out of here? Uh, Almanac, you want to stick around for the two minute drill again? Yeah, that'll work. All right, so uh, here's what we're going to do with the two-minute drill. It's our chance on the show to talk about everything we didn't get to on the show. Uh, I, uh, I, I, uh, I put two minutes on the clock, and I start lobbing questions at the guru. But I think what we're going to do on this one is it'll be a little bit longer because we got to talk about the NBA playoffs. I uh, talked a little bit about the, uh, the Sixers in the beginning. Of course we are. Of course we are. Uh, so uh, so let's, uh, let's get this started. You ready, guru? Just get it. Here we go. All right, so uh, the first thing I want to ask you about is is Harden. Uh, James Harden came out against the referees after Game One, saying all he wants is a fair shake, Guru. He just wants a, he just wants the game called fairly. Do you think the Rockets were robbed in Game One by bad calls on the by the ref? No, they were robbed by Kevin Ted Durant. That's who they were robbed by. Instead of worrying about what the refs doing, they should worry about number thirty five. <laughs> Almanac, you got thoughts on uh, on uh, Harden getting robbed? Yeah, and now look, I'm no fan of Harden because this guy flops a lot. But honestly, I've been watching basketball all year, and they have been calling that when whenever a guy shoots a shot and somebody steps up, put their foot up on him, they've been calling that a foul all year long. And I thought they missed about four or five of those in the first half of that game that they did not call. Um, so if I'm a player, I just want consistency, man. If you've been calling something all year, then I expect it to be it's that. A, whoa, 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 It's a shit call. Time it's time been time a shit call all time year, time but it's all been year. a shit call all hey, year. Hey, this is not all year nonsense. This is a playoff, dude. That's why there's only specific teams, dog. All season means every team in the league. When you're in the playoff, it's a different type of situation, bro. Forget that all I know. Year. He got those calls bro, last round, though. Uh, you so cannot I, stick your foot under nobody when they're shooting, man. That, it, look what it did to Kawhi Leonard in the playoffs two years ago. Can't do that. Hey, look, when did that happen in the playoff, right? Shit happened in the playoff, Yo, at man. the same time, you can't do that. But at the same time, Harden fucking flops. Harden throws yeah, that, himself nah, out there. He is trying to get those fouls. He's he, he's almost he, he's almost getting the fouls more than he's you know taking the shots exactly. at that point. He's throwing his body around yeah. to get hit and not necessarily make the shot. He got something like twenty five more foul calls uh, uh, than than anyone else. You know, like he's he takes so many more foul shots on the from the three because he throws himself around. 
uh, at it. That said, Almanac's right. They were giving it to him all year long. All right, listen, we're running out of time. I'm just stupid. It's stupid to draw here. Uh, uh, I want to ask you about Dame's dagger over uh, Oklahoma City. That uh, that shot is this the curse of Clay? Uh, uh, the curse of uh, Clay Bennett alive and well, or uh, or what? We hate OKC. Yeah, fuck them. I just wanted to get that in there. Fuck OKC. Love watching them lose. So that was uh, Blazers or Nuggets, uh, Guru. That one went to, to... Damn. So either I should blaze. After I blaze, I go eat some nuggets. Ooh, I love this. Dude. This is going to be the best high story ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Nuggets. We talking about basketball? Yeah, sorry, man. My bad. Oh, shit. Back over here. Oh, uh, my God. Nuggets, nuggets are the, uh, the only game seven. Went to game seven with the man, San Antonio Spurs. I'm going who... with the closest team. Damn, both of them have illegal weed. Damn, I don't even know which state I should go for, man. I'm going with the blue state. Which one is the closest team to blue? The close, uh, probably the Nuggets. Nuggets, then. All right, he's taking the blue team. Bro, I take that McDonald's chicken nuggets, baby. That is uh, the expert analysis we've come to expect over here. Almanac, why don't you give me your pick on this one? Who you like, Blazers or Nuggets? I'll go with the Blazers. I think they had the best player in the series and Damian Lillard, so I'll just go with that. Absolutely, and I don't oh. believe in the Nuggets. I never have. I can't believe they got past hey, you know the Spurs. What? I picked the Spurs. Hey, you better go. Hey, you, you never went to McDonald's and got that McNuggets, man? I'm not eating those McNuggets anymore, man. I'm a, I am I know what they make them out of now. All right, Sixers-Raptors uh, trading blows. Who you like in this one? Come on, man. I'm sticking with my guns, man. I'm going with the Sixers, man. I, 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 uh, I'm going with the Sixers as well, but I got to tell you, man, Kawhi Leonard looks like looks like a world beater up there oh, sometimes. Man. Joel, yeah. Joel Embiid is that dude, man. I hope so. That's all I can say is I hope so, and I hope Jimmy Butler continues to be that dude. Almanac, who you like in this one? I like Toronto, but if Jimmy, if Joel and B was 100, percent I would take. I definitely would take Philly, but I'm going with Toronto. I got, I got to pick the Sixers, but oh, uh, you don't have. You're wearing a Sixers hat right now. I'm wearing a Sixers a hat right now, but I, 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 this is the one that worries me. I, I picked the Raptors to win the East, so it's, it's, it's tough to say that I picked the Raptors to win the East, but I'm picking the Sixers to beat them in this series. How the hell did I pick? You, you got your mic uh, plugged, unplugged there, man. Turn that mic off. It's got a switch, man. Yeah. All right, so. Uh, That's how you talk about blazing. That's why I didn't pick the blazes, man. All that blazing out here got me freaking. <laughs> All right, Bucks Celtics, uh, they're trading blows, too. Uh, this uh, They traded blowouts, actually. Celtics uh, win game one in big, uh, convincing fashion. Bucks win game two in, uh, in the same big, convincing fashion. I'm going to go Almanac first on this one. Uh, how do you like this one coming out? Man, before the series started, I liked Milwaukee, but after watching the first two games, even though they both went opposite, both teams blew each other out. I kind of I trust Boston more. I think Boston will end up winning. I think it, they might win the six, or they might win the seven. But I trust Boston more. Um, I just trust their coach, and I trust Kyrie more than I trust Milwaukee guys. I agree. Boston's a dangerous team here. Uh, they're the ones to me that when they figure it out and put it together, they're the toughest team in the East as far as I'm concerned, even more than the Raptors because uh, I think the Raptors are a deeper team. I think they've got the better bench, but I think the uh, I think the, the, the better collection of players that can be put on the floor are, are Boston. I feel that way about against the, the Bucs as well, so I've been, I've been picking Boston here. I was surprised the Bucs actually uh, blew them out in game two. I didn't think it would be – I didn't think it would go that way. Yeah, I, I, like, I like the Bucks in this one just because I think the Bucks would be an easier role for the Sixers to go to the championship game. So just with that and me picking with the, the Sixers, I'm going with the Bucks. 
All right, the final series then is, of course, the uh, the Warriors Rockets. The Warriors take a 2-0 lead uh, uh, on this one uh, tonight uh, with a 115-109 over the Rockets. Is this the last we've seen of the Rockets, Guru? Man, like, I, you know, like the Rockets, I just didn't like the matchup. I don't think anybody got to be a great genius here to see. We all understand it. I think it could be a unanimous to say, this is the best offensive powers team we've seen in the history of the NBA in the world. Yeah, we, other than the Dream Team. And we've pissed Take off. Take away the Dream Team, okay? Yeah, of course. And <laughs> and in this one, we've pissed off uh, Kevin Durant now. Uh, he's he, he's woken up. He's angry. You know him. And, and you know who he is. You know who and, he is. Uh, you know, it's funny because I said last week that I think they would lose another game. They lost the next game after I said it. Uh, uh, I don't know if they lose another, though, because that I'm telling it's, you. It's a terrible matchup. Durant's activated. Uh, if they're calling those, if they're not calling the fouls for Harden, that's going to throw that game. Uh, I don't think I don't think they got it here. The, and I think the biggest insurance policy. What, what did Steve Kerr always say? The biggest insurance policy in sports. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, Final NBA question here. Uh, who do you think is better set up for next year, uh, considering the, the first-round losses here, the Clippers or the Nets? Both got bounced in the first round uh, uh, this year. Surprising playoff appearances by both of them. Who's better set up for next year to get the big free agents and make the push, the L.A. Clippers or the uh, or the Brooklyn Nets? Almanac the, team that's in the team that's in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Brooklyn team is in New York, man. Yeah, but, but they're not deep. Well, I guess both these teams. Okay, let's be honest. Both these teams are the side chicks. You know, in LA, you got the Lakers. <laughs> they are. And, and then in New York, you got the Knicks, and then you got Brooklyn. So both these teams, they they mirror each other. They they really mirror each other a lot. Both of them have surprising years. Both of them are scrappy, hard playing teams. Uh, both have a lot of cap space, but I, I ultimately think that uh, LA is set up. They got a better owner. They got a, a better coach. That's the and, difference. And only thing well, that they're over a superstar. <laughs> yeah, I just and they, have, they have they have money for two uh, max guys they can get. So yeah, I, I got to go with the Clippers here. Me too. I think it's a, I think it's the Clippers on this one. Guru, what about you? Definitely, man. When all else fails, man, we're in the mic. We are in Microsoft Haven here, man. So obviously, Steve Palmer, like we always got to go for the Microsoft guys, man. So yeah, the Clippers, obviously, they got a slew of money. If you, if it comes down to money, trust me, you can't beat the Microsoft guy. Okay, so I'm going with the Clippers. Sounds fair to me, although uh, Jay-Z's married to Beyonce, and she seems to be printing cash at this hey, point, too. She's so. not, hey, you know you, you know what the printer cash is? Microsoft is the printer. That's true. They're making the ink. <laughs> All right, finally, uh, Guru, I want to get into a little bit of fun before we get out of here. The Avengers uh, Endgame Open. It was the first movie I got to see it this uh, this weekend. First movie I've seen since Infinity War, uh, thanks to Little Estro. Uh, uh, it made $1.2 billion this weekend. It made this weekend uh, half of what Titanic made in its whole run. That's how much money this movie made this weekend. Yeah, uh, there's about one more billion people now alive than there was when Titanic came out. Yeah, and every single one of them <laughs> went to see this movie this weekend, except you, who's going. So no spoilers on this one, Almanac, because uh, because Guru hasn't seen it yet. So my yeah. question is... What's the greatest spoiler of all time in a movie? What was the uh, what was the biggest the the biggest moment for you guys that made you just <laughs> gasp? What was oh, what was it in a movie? I think for me it was I'll tell you it was the uh, at the end of Sixth Sense the uh, when the kid uh, uh, the I see dead people movie where Bruce Willis yeah. was dead the whole time. I was like oh I didn't see, you know like, oh my god did not see yeah. that coming at all. You know mine was freaking seven. 
Seven. Yes. You remember? Yes. Oh, my God. At the end. And I'm like, no, no, please don't let it be his wife with the pregnant. No. <laughs> That's a good one, too. What about Almanac? You got a, a spoiler? Man, I honestly can't think of any, man. Nothing that, that just. That's the spoiler right made there. Major job. That's it, too. Yeah, yeah. Now he sees all. Almanac sees I, all. Almanac like I departed. go through extreme levels to avoid spoilers. Like, if I know something. I haven't seen it. I won't even get on social media that day. Like, even with games that I record, like, I, if I'm not home and I'm taping a game, I'll cut all my alerts from Bleacher Report and ESPN off so I can just watch it from the beginning. Yeah, you don't so take I'll, your I, alert one of me. I I'm, tell you. I'm the same with the way, man. I avoided. Ass. The reason I went to see Avengers this weekend was because I was having trouble avoiding all the spoilers. I uh, I even exactly. avoided, you know, the Drag Race spoilers. For even the Shady McCoy spoiler. Shady McCoy blew the ending of the Don't. movie. Don't go read his Twitter if you haven't <laughs> seen the movie because uh, Shady McCoy dropped a bomb on Twitter the day the movie came out. And uh, and his, uh, people don't like it. So go from there. Oh. Fact, you know, I got one last. You know what my biggest spoiler was? It was in The de Departed. I knew I was told you that was his movie. Ah, Departed. Yeah, that was yeah. your movie. Like, dude, they, they killed everybody. They, everybody killed each other. And that, that pissed me. That was, a, that was a great movie. That's a good one, too, at the end of that one. Everybody that ends up dead. That was always an yeah. movie, man. Very, very Shakespearean uh, at the end of that one. Everybody ends up dead. That's how it goes. All right, that is our time this week on Trash Talk Radio. Our thanks, of course, to the Almanac for uh, for joining us here uh, uh, once again. Catch him back again when we get back into our regular our regular shows and our campus check-in with the Almanac. Almanac, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we will talk to you again, sir. If you're looking for me, Lestro, I am on Twitter at more or Lestro, the guru is on Instagram at Guru's Film Room. Guru's Film Room is just his thoughts. Just his thoughts. Make sure you head over to the World of Sports Network YouTube page. That is YouTube. Search for World of Sports Network. Subscribe. Leave us a comment. Make sure you're subscribing to the podcast. Anywhere podcasts for found. Leave us a comment. Let us know how we're doing. Leave us a rating. Uh, tell us what you like, what you don't like. Uh, and you know what? Don't tell us what you don't like. Just tell us what you like. Uh, get in there. Leave us Leave us a rating on, on all the places where you can find podcasts. Make sure you head over to wozenshop.com. WOSNshop.com for all kinds of trash talk, uh, radio, and uh, world of sports merchandise and writings by the uh, the guru gets up there every now and again uh, when he can. So uh, until next time, my name's Lestro. It's the G to the U to the R to the And real quick, just want to let y'all know, it's about 2 a.m. in which uh, Almanac is. So thank you, Almanac, for staying up all night to helping us with this show. Thank you. We appreciate thank it. Thank you, man. No problem, man. No problem. We'll talk to you guys again. Thanks for listening. That's the spoiler right there.